So as you can see, I'm somewhere different. I'm actually on location. I'm in Moab, Utah. Uh, if you guys know where that is, it's basically a, not the hot place in Arizona. It's another hot place. So I'm doing it from the Wi-Fi and the vehicle. So uh, yeah, here's a great question. It says, are you going to do a video about the Ibanez AX120? That's the one I bought at Sweetwater for under $500. I am. Sweetwater was kind enough to ship that guitar to me. When I bought it, I didn't think about that. I was like, oh, I got this guitar. And uh, I was like, okay, now I got to ship it. When I did the video, I wasn't thinking about it. So I talked to somebody at Sweetwater and said, hey, is there a way to ship it? And they were nice enough to put it in a case and ship it to me. So I plan to do something with it. I haven't decided if it's going to be a deep dive or a sharpen my axe video yet. What I'm really curious about is like if you guys can hear my AC in the car because I have it set down pretty low. I don't want it too hot. My patrons probably saw it. I did an early like first draft release. I'm, I did a video with the new Journey fold-up acoustic and uh, I've been abusing this thing all week. I have to say I cannot believe what it took. I left it in the car. It was 120, 130 degrees and it was fine. It stayed in. Well, I didn't say it stayed in tune but tuned up fine. This was a, a planned trip although you know we knew it'd be hot. We didn't know how hot and so every day we've been out and about in the heat doing something every day and i've been doing some videos i took the uh, yamaha thr30 out here i've been abusing that pretty well a uh, good question but he wants to know how how good is the battery life on the yamaha it's so far really good in fact what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to exhaust the battery so i charged it up before we left i've been here for five days and i have not uh burned the battery out yet so pretty good also i was really curious how much heat it could take i know that's not the thing but to worry about but it is for me so how much heat can this stuff take chris says he just wants me to know that calling for deals still works he called and got 20 percent off a murphy lab sg Ooh, you need 20 percent off that's a lot of money trey wants to know is that the new truck a chevy or gmc it's a gmc does it have a logo anywhere i don't even know if it has i think on the headset our headrest it has oh it has the at4 i'm on literally on a phone uh, there is just not a lot of Wi-Fi strength out here. And uh, originally I had the laptop on the Wi-Fi and it just wasn't working. Brian Escatar is saying lots of listings have price drops on Reverb. And have you noticed if you're watching, especially on Reverb, I've been noticing more and more lately, I get that email that says, this price is dropped on this item <laughs> to let me know if I'm interested in it. Uh, should we expect, expect big sales on Labor Day? Well, this is where it gets a little tricky. See, here's the tricky part on what I'm seeing with the market of guitars right now. Have you noticed it's harder to find deals on the new guitars compared to the used guitars right now because it's all going to be about availability and the new guitars don't have the availability as a whole yet. So I don't know if there'll be deals. So there'll, be, there'll be sales, but I don't know if they'll be real. Are materials getting more available to make stuff? Not really. Not in the world I'm in. Uh, so we're still having parts issues. The J-Rock Univibe. Have I got to check it out? I did not. Remember, I'm not on the radar for a lot of pedal companies. I did the pedal video. Uh, you guys saw it this week. And that was basically because of Sweetwater saying, hey, are you interested in doing some videos? And I get burnt out. And I think you guys do too on the whole $2,000, $1,000 guitars. I love talking about the stuff. It's like if I had a car channel, talking about a Lamborghini would be a blast. But I don't want every every video to be this unobtainium thing. So when they talked about a pedal video, I said, oh, can I do this pedal that was $100? So that's what I did this week if you see a pedal usually pedals on the channel it's usually something like that like i've reached out to sweetwater and got it that way like i said a lot of pedal companies don't reach out to the channel i don't see a lot of them on my radar and maybe they don't see me on theirs uh brian s guitar is also talking about we were talking about earlier about discounts on guitars and he's saying he's getting a lot of reverse offers i still get a lot of reverse offers if you guys don't know what that is is if you watch something on reverb maybe ebay does this too but reverb definitely does it if you watch something on reverb what happens is after a day or two it sends you an offer 
that you didn't ask for, but you could take advantage. I'm going to say Cellrod55 says, I got an email. American Musical, American Musical Supply carries sire now, but the prices are higher. When you see a new dealer come in with a product line and the prices are hot, higher, Sweetwater didn't have any sire in stock. So what it could be is they have not updated the price list at Sweetwater and they're sitting on old stock. So maybe it's a price increase coming to everybody and AMS had to fill it first because they're the newest dealer. Uh, I love this. It says, have you had an unruly guitar that were just difficult to work with and you had to just get rid of it? You know, I, I, yes and no. Let me tell you, unruly guitar I have. My Paul Reed Smith Mira is an unruly guitar. Maybe I talked about this before. I love that guitar. It's a 2013. I've had it since 2013. I play it the most. I don't know what it is. There's just something about it I like. I pull it out. I always like it. It's the most problematic guitar I own. It it falls out of tune when the seasons change. It doesn't do it when I'm playing. It stays in tune perfectly. But like, you know, when winter comes, all of a sudden it, it goes sharp or flat depending on, you know, the time of the day. But I just love that guitar. And there's something about when you love a guitar. It's like anything that you love. You just kind of see the the strengths and kind of live with the weaknesses as far as a guitar that drove me crazy to the point i had to get rid of it i may have had them but usually all it wouldn't stick in my head because i usually would get rid of them pretty fast if i if i think it's a problem at this point in my life i've played so many guitars and worked on so many guitars that when they're not right you kind of detect it real fast and you want to move on i find that a lot of them it's not the guitar that's a problem it's just the way it was set up Chris Goodwin says, I'm waiting for Kiesel to do another uh, sale. Uh, LOL, my next build is going to be pricey. I think it's safe to share with you guys, but I, I did another Kiesel build. If you guys remember, I did John's uh, Kiesel. He sent it to me. That was the video. It's called uh, I Review a, a Viewer's Kiesel. He sent that $4,000 Kiesel. You know, I just love that guitar so much. I was like, I just don't need another Kiesel guitar. I even sent him the message after I reviewed his guitar. I said, I think I need a Kiesel bass. And not just any bass. I went a little crazy with this one. This will be the most option-heavy Kiesel I've ever done. I've All my Kiesel, if you notice, I kept my Kiesels very reasonably priced. I have not gotten too carried away with wood selection, because if you notice, like, my Delos is painted, my Theos has is, is got a nice top on it. But the Theos, and I think I said in the video, and if I didn't, I know I said it in a live stream somewhere, they upgraded that top. They did that. I didn't pick that fancy top. I just, I was trying to keep it reasonable and they kind of just upped it for me, which was a nice thing. I've said this before. Kiesel is one of the companies that, why I wanted to do a viewer's guitar is Kiesel is one of the companies that is very in tune with YouTubers to the point where not only do they work with them, but they're even aware when we order, they know, you know what I mean? It's you. They will either fast track your guitar or they'll upgrade your stuff because, and I've talked to them about it and they basically said they're an internet business and so they basically said, 100% of their guitars on the internet and uh and also I think they're very in tune with the fact that they've obviously screwed up you know we talked about you know uh, I mean you can't even mention Kiesel without somebody bringing up Jeff and 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 Jeff getting mad at a customer once and all that stuff that happened and I think in my opinion for whatever it's worth I feel like they're constantly in the um cleanup mode of that they're very aware right so if they can get as much good good favor out there they'll take it because you know that's just my that's my impression of it i saw that douglas said fender is doing direct 20 percent off their entire catalog except for custom shop i think it's a i think the market is shifting the market is definitely shipping shifting we've already said this they the fender i think has been the most wrong of any company 
in my assessment, and again, you know, who's to say if I'm right or they're right, but I'm just giving you an opinion just like they basically gave you their opinion. Fender went on the record during COVID as saying the market blew up because of all the mass new people buying guitars and new players. And now not only will it be a robust guitar uh, economy, it's going to continue as so because of the fact that, uh, that basically all these new guitar players have took up guitar. And I don't think that's inaccurate. I just think that's overly stating that. I really believe the majority of guitars were sold during the COVID guitar boom to already existing guitar players who are just doing retail therapy. We were sad. We were depressed. We were locked in our house. The world was freaking every five minutes. Something was going crazy. And let's face it. If you're going to buy something, you buy what you love. And we love music. Look, it, it can't be coincidence. We bought records. Music sales were up. Guitar sales were up. So we were buying music and we were buying guitars. The problem is, is that now, look, I'm in Moab. You could go places now. I've been hiking all week. Get out of the house and you could do stuff. So that's going to affect guitar sales. And so, yeah, they're going to feel that. I don't think it's going to be a crash, though. So, so you know, this, since I'm giving out opinions today, as I tend to do. I don't think that the guitar market will crash. I think it's going to slow down and it'll go back to pretty pre-guitar boom status. And I think that'll be fine, except for the companies that think that every day should be record Christmas sales. If they think they should, if they want those to last or they need those to last, I think they, um, they'll be feeling it. So I would imagine Fender is doing a sale right now if I'm going to give a guess because a lot of dealers are backing out of a lot of their orders that they pre-ordered because a lot of merchandise not moving. Plus this is the worst time of the year for the music industry is the summer. Sales are absolute lowest every year at summer. Other than two times I can tell you when we had the recession at the heaviest time, the summer sales did not weaken as much comparatively, although they were weak all the time. And that was because a lot of people went on vacations. So when you don't go on vacation, you tend to stay home and maybe continue to buy strings and picks and guitars. And then of course, during the pandemic, when people weren't taking very many vacations, they were buying crap. Uh, and so now they're going to go back out and do stuff. So for the record, we're in, I'm in Moab, Utah, because my wife always does vacations where there's no internet. She specifically picks places. The last place we went was a, a cabin that had no internet at all. We, I spend all my day on the internet for work and so she knows the only way I can disconnect is if there's no way to get a message to me. I don't actually think of myself as a person that likes the heat but not only do I live in the heat, I tend to visit a lot of places that are hot. Antique Rocker says, I've heard you talk about the big box and the mom pop shops and reverb. What about guitar shows? Have you been to any not Nam, and have you ever bought at one? I've been to a few guitar shows. The problem with guitar shows for me is a lot of the stuff at guitar shows is for collectors, and I'm not a collector. I have a collection of guitars, but I'm not a collector. And, and guitar shows are great for collectors. They're great to go to, I visit them, just like everybody else, but no, as a buyer, I'm not usually a buyer. You know, most of the time, I, I can tell you, most of the guitars I own, I don't even know how I ended up deciding to buy them. It's like a, you know, I played something and it was, it felt good or it sounded good and it just became something I love and it, it just goes that way, just becomes this thing I love. But no, I don't actively go out and to the guitar shows as much. Um, and then where I live, there's not a whole lot of them. Edward wants to know if I'm playing songs by the campfire with your acoustic. I've been playing the acoustic all week. This is the carbon fiber fold-up journey and abusing it. And uh, it's taken all the abuse. I, I'll ha I have to tell you, I cannot believe it. <laughs> I, I even got a little, like you get a little aggressive. You know what I mean? Just like seeing how far you can take this. And it, it takes it takes a lot of abuse. Grumpy My Guitar wants to know, which guitars did you bring on your trip? Hope you're having fun. Cheers. This is what I brought. I bought the, the Yamaha THR32, 30, 
you know, a second edition. I brought that with on the trip. I brought my Kiesel Headless Delos, uh, which, because it has a humbucker and single singles in it. And I brought the Journey Acoustic. And that's what I brought. And so basically anywhere we've gone, I've, I've taken this. It's like a backpack. I take it with me. And then at the at the uh, house, I've been using the uh, THR and the um, and the uh, the Delos. And it's the uh, I have a video on the blue Delos. I don't have a video on the THR 10. Believe it or not, the video on the THR 10 is done. But I knew I was doing this trip. And I go, I just wanted to film some B-roll and some stuff of the trip and put it in that video because I knew there was going to be a question like how good, how long does the battery last? And I knew it'd be a question like how well, you know, how, how you know, cause it's an amazing Bluetooth speaker. It's a great amplifier. You guys have been suggesting that amp for years. And, um, I, I had finally decided to buy the THR 10. I had, I actually, I had it ready, you know, like in a cart, I was going to do it and I was like, okay, I'm ready. And then Yamaha sent an email out, uh, Yamaha sent an email out and said, uh, would you like to check out the new THR 30? And I'm like, well, that's kismet. Go ahead and send that out. So he sent that out. And I've been using it in videos. I used it in this week's pedal review video. I wanted to do something different, you know, um, with that pedal review video because a lot of times you guys have a valid comment that, you know, I'm, I'm demoing a pedal that's $100 and I'm running it through a $1,500 amp and a $1,500 guitar. And I'm like, oh, this $100 pedal sounds great through $3,000 worth of gear. And you're like, I, I totally get what you're saying it makes total sense to me and that's why i was like okay well let me run it through the thr 10 or thr 30 um although it's not a cheap amplifier by any means uh at least it's not a thousand dollar plus amplifier and it's solid state and it gives you a reference that and uh and thank you to everyone who put a comment in there that you liked that i did that because i would really like to go forward on every product now do that just even when i review a guitar like here's the solid state affordable amplifier and here's the tube amplifier and maybe just like I've been doing in the past, you know, a clean sound, a mid gain and a high gain sound, maybe just do a clean sound and then, you know, a mid gain, high gain, and then somewhere in there and the affordable amp, you know what I mean? Uh, on the guitar demo, even. We'll be right back. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on it. It only takes structure and, and you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Nah, man. So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? You mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying. Oh, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. Look, 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 look. We all artists, man. We go. You feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. I gotta lie. Don't play with it. Take that shit seriously. And again, it's just because my goal with every video has always been and always will be to give you guys a realistic expectation because, um, you know, I, I try, I'm trying to do for you what I would want somebody to do for me, which is help me save money, you know, help me make a decision without that doesn't involve me buying it and then having to return it and go through all that hassle or have me, you know, help me understand if I'm going to buy it, you know, what are the downfalls of it? And I know not everybody's wired the same. I know some of us impulse buy. I do that too. But I think a lot of us, when you're watching a review video, you're trying to eliminate things. You know, like, do I really want this? Let me see what's good and bad about it. So I hope that 
doing that kind of stuff helps. Tim, Tim, as I drink some water, I'm gonna read your question. It says, I just wanted to thank you for the video you did on the Sweetwater 55 point inspection. They really enjoyed it and watched every second. Thank you so much. I did a couple versions of that video because I wanted it to be right. I told you guys that was really important to me. The one thing that was interesting to me about that video, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it, I would, if you care, check that video out. I, I think, uh, at least for now, it's probably the most in-depth video about their process because um, I, I think I was the first person to say, look, can we, how deep can we get into this? Can we really talk about it? And there was a couple things that, there's a couple comments in that video that are interesting. One of which I didn't directly point this out to you guys. So I thought maybe we'll talk about it. And I always like talking to you on the podcast, more personal than I do in the videos even. And here's something, I don't know if you noticed, but I noticed, I pointed out in that video that in 2019, they had 35 to 40 uh, employees, maybe 45 top. And now they have over hundred, actually they have 120, but they have a hundred in the, in the, in the core area. And then a 20 in the in the repair shop area so they've doubled their staffing in two years i mentioned that and i didn't really specifically say this in the video and i i don't know if i regret not saying it in the video a lot of times we talked about defective stuff coming from them in their 55 point inspection a lot of it's covid a lot of it um they said it they didn't say it on camera but we did talk for a brief minute about the fact that they said during the hardest part of covid um a lot of times they were they were working on guitars trying to get them out to us consumers and some stuff they would have sent back, but they just kept working on it going, okay, well, if we repair this and get this right, whatever this flaw is, we can at least contact the customer and tell them we can get them a demo model versus send it back to the manufacturer and, and it probably be a year before we see that product again. So they done that. And I've seen some testimonials of people saying they did exactly that. They called them and said, hey, we got one, but it's a demo now that we've looked at it. The other thing that they said that was interesting was in that video when I said they doubled their staff, you have to understand if somebody says they doubled their staff during a boom in two years, I would, I would say that that means you're gonna see a lot of defective issues. You're gonna see flaws because of the fact that you have a lot of new staffing. So I thought it was insightful that they said that. What I really like about the video and I hope the takeaway for you guys too is, there wasn't any point in the video uh, that they presented to me when I was filming them, talking to them, where it was like, we're perfect, this is great, buy our guitars. It was kind of like, here's our system, no one's ever done this before. This is how we're doing it. And when I would point at like flaws in the system, they didn't just go like, no, they said, yeah, we're working on that. And that's all you can ask, I guess. Uh, Luke says, are you gonna mountain bike while you're there? Awesome place. I'm not gonna mountain bike. We're just uh, not actually mountain bike. We're gonna go on trails and, and bike probably tomorrow. We've done a lot of hiking. We did the um, the arches and uh, we went to some places where some friends and family knew some cool places to go. And my wife's niece is here with her kids. And so we took them to the dinosaur museum. We did that. And that's outside too, it's in the heat, but it's still cool. Derek says, Phil, I am a huge comedy fan too. Uh, who are your favorite comedians? Any era. All time favorite comedian of all time for me is George Carlin. That's first, absolute first. Um, to me, like the, the, the greats, like to me, when I think the Beatles, I always think of the, I know I'm going off subject, but just bear with me. When I think the Beatles, I think James Brown. Like those are the two. Like if you think of that time, he's just like, man, you have the the you know the father of soul, and then of course you know you have the, one of the greatest rock bands of all time, the Beatles and and uh, James Brown. When I think of comedy, I think of George Carlin and Richard Pryor, right? I think of these like these are the two, just just the goats, right? Greatest of all time. Uh, and then of course I have a ton. I mean, a slew of comedians. I'm a huge, massive fan. Of course, I like Bill Burr. I think he's hilarious. Um, looking back, I always love Louis Black, right? He was He's hilarious to me. Um, who else? Um, I mean, there's a lot of smaller comedians I like. That's great. But, you know, to me, sometimes with comedians, what's nice about them is there's the ones you really, really adore, 
and you and you love them. Uh, and then there's, you know, you're just seeing the newest ones that are great. That's why I love Netflix right now. Netflix is just constantly, every week there's a new comedian that I get to check out that I absolutely love. I love stand-up com uh, comedy. I can listen to it for hours and hours and hours. Um, of course, I love Chris Rock. I love John Mulaney. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. There's so many. Oh, man. You know, back in the day, I loved, I still do. I still love Richard Ginny. But, I mean, Richard Ginny was huge uh, for me. Um, so many comedians, oh, of course, uh, I'm, like, see, this is where you get feel bad. Cause you're like, you know, you think of comedians and you're like, how could I forget? How could I not say these comedians? You know, who actually has a great comedy that I love right now is, uh, Dana Carvey has an amazing stand up on, on, uh, on Netflix. That I absolutely love. And again, I feel horrible because right now I, I think of, there's probably 10 comedians that I feel, see, that's why I said, I hate about this. I love so much of it that I feel like I'm just leaving tons of it out. I mean, Norm Macdonald. This Andrew, of course, Andrew, like every guitar player loves to ask this question. Like, if you had to sell every guitar, but which one would you keep? You know, um, uh, it's, what I can tell you is this. There's like four or five that I can name right now, and then it wouldn't matter which one. Like, for me, it's always going to be like maybe the Mira or the Kiesel Delos, the Copper Delos. Um, that's one like I because to me it's a function thing which guitar if I can only have one guitar it's like which guitar does the most for me um, because also like the, I guess the heart of this question was be which guitar would I keep for me like it's like I only get to keep one guitar and it's for me all day to play or I only get to keep one guitar and I gotta still make do this you know make content because that's what I think about is what guitar you know if I can only have one guitar what what one guitar would do everything I need to do which is do all this stuff I have to do, which is make content. And uh, the Delos, uh, Kiesel Delos Copper would definitely be there. Um, same with my Copper Strat, same. Uh, there's a history within my Copper Strat that I obviously am, am drawn to. That's probably it. I mean, there's so many great guitars that I have. It's not about, you know, whether or not the guitar is great. It's just like, those are the guitars that are just basic to me. Like I said, I've always been just, I can use a Strat. As long as there's a humbucker in, in, the, in the bridge position, I can use a Strat for anything. Uh, D. Pat says, if I keep a traveler's guitar in my work truck from for downtime, play through iRig in the truck speakers, looking at B-Stock Telecaster thoughts, uh, Travelcaster thoughts. The big thing, of course, is, which is why I've kind of took this guitar to abuse it. This is a Journey carbon fiber acoustic that folds up. And what it is, the big problem is the cars get 120, 130 degrees easy inside them you know, if you leave them in during the day. And and if that, I know it's hot here, but it, no matter where you are right now, there's a heat wave. So imagine these guitars can't take this abuse. That, that it's like putting your guitar in a, an oven and it dries out so bad that the frets, the neck shrinks and the frets sprout out. And uh, one of the questions, Chris asked me if, if the frets had sprouted out on this and it hasn't. Um, so uh, when I get back, which will be in a day or so, um, I'm gonna do a sock test on the guitar at the end, edit it all in the video. There'll be a whole thing about the, the video you know, like what, you know, how well and bad, you know, how well and bad did the guitar do and what was the good sides and the bad sides of the guitar. Um, this is a rather expensive guitar. A lot of the expenses in the fact that it's a fuller size acoustic and it folds up. Um, but I would say that uh, what I would definitely look at doing if you want to take a guitar for travel is think about two things. Obviously these carbon fiber guitars are great because they take a lot of abuse. They're also very expensive. They may not be practical for, for everybody. One thing I would think about is not only a cheaper guitar, but a guitar that's older and taken some abuse. A lot of times, you gotta understand, the the wood, the older the wood gets, the better, regardless of whether it was, you know, chopping down and laying down on the ground or is as a guitar. 
the longer the better. So, you know, if your guitar has been around for 20 years, it might be a great guitar to drag with you because of the fact that it's, it's just going to continually, you know, dry out, shrink, and take more abuse. David wants to know, will we see any more special KYG runs of Valiant Guitars? I just watched Dovidas, so I'm, I'm Jones in for one. Um, we had talked about it. We had talked about maybe doing a guitar run next, uh, something like that. We'll see. Um, I'm open to the idea, of course. Um, I have two KYG limited edition runs coming soon. You'll you know, Obviously, you guys will be the first to know. Um, as you guys know, one of the things I wanted to do with this idea, uh, the whole idea of doing a limited edition KYG, know your gear run of something, is to do something that's different that you have access to, again, because it's limited and maybe it's unique, which is cool. But also, what I wanted to do, and that's part of being inclusive, is variate the products so the pricing is different every time. So maybe something for $100, something for $200, something for $1,000, something for two dollars or $3,000, something for $550, bucks, 5 bucks. You know what I mean? Um, the reason is being is that everybody could pick something they're comfortable with and, find, and get something access, maybe something fun. And so uh, if we do it, it'll be at least one or two productions from now because again the next one will be a lot more affordable than the space run because the base run was uh very expensive uh fifteen hundred dollars was a lot of money for the bases um so so again you're isolating how many of you can participate by that price point and although it's a great product and i believe for the price it was a steal because it's a custom base you know, I mean, I don't even have to tell you all this stuff. I don't have to sell you the idea. You know how crazy it is, especially those of you who got one. know it's fantastic. It's it's up there with as, as highest quality as you can get. The idea still is $1,500 a lot of money. So we will do something that is more expensive as well, but we're going to do a lot of stuff that's more affordable. Uh, Richard said, would it be hard to adjust a multi to a multi-scale guitar? Um, I don't think it is. I've played multi-scale guitars, as you guys know. I just did the Abasi multi-scale guitar. Every time I play a, a, a multi-scale guitar, I feel like it's very uh, intuitive to play on it. My only thing is I just haven't found one to, to buy. I reviewed some, but I haven't you know, found any to, to really buy. A thing about multi-scale guitars is they're expensive. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I got to really want one to justify the price. Uh, I'm sure like you guys. There was a time where I found some more affordable ones I thought were really good, but because of the pandemic, you just couldn't get your hands on them. 